Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their online store at forecastsalon.com and check out their latest in innovation at Club Forecast Salon on Instagram. As this podcast goes to air, we're moving through the full moon in Virgo, which brings in some grounding for all of us. The depth of winter can be isolating and lonely, even creating some depression, but the light is returning. The interesting thing about this full moon is that it is what is called a micro full moon, meaning this full moon is when the moon's orbit is furthest away from Earth. This offers you time to focus in on your intentions. Where can you go deep? deep into those micro moments of your dreams that have been calling to you. Or maybe it's deeper into the energies that are creating the loneliness and isolation. Notice them, awaken them, bring some light to them. What small micro steps can you take to help you move through this last part of winter? We've also moved into the Pisces energy, represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions, representing both the light and dark, which we need to experience all of life to learn and grow. Pisces is deep and sensitive and wise. It's the last of the zodiac will, and spring is not too far off. And with this energy, you may be noticing that there is a lot of chaos and struggle in the world, along with the awakening and inspiring energies of this next season. You may be feeling this push-pull of energy. It can create mixed messages for you. You want to open up, yet you feel caught in the deeper layers of your spirit, which has created somewhat of a comfort zone for you. The depth of winter can feel like this. Yes, we want to get outside. Yes, we want warmer weather, but... The old patterns and even some of that victim energy pulls you back and keeps you stuck. You know, I talked about this last week. I was vulnerable and admitted my shadows, creating that victim consciousness for me. And as I mentioned, I named it and I brought awareness to it. And I was really present. It is so valuable. And honestly, the bless her heart, poor Terry energy has only shown up once this past week and it moved quickly. Our shadows can teach us, we can learn, and we can grow. The full moon, micro or not, pulls on our energy. It does affect our aura, especially if you're an empath. Did you know that empaths have different auras than others? Our auras can pull this excess emotional energy in, and then as empaths, we become drained by it. Want to learn more about the aura of an empath? Join me for my next masterclass on March 6th. If you're highly sensitive to the emotions and energies of the cosmos and others, and you find yourself absorbing and experiencing the feelings of those around you, this masterclass is for you. I'll leave the link to the masterclass in the show notes. 
In today's episode, I wanted to continue our discussion on ways to add magic and self-care into your life right now. My guest is Laura Woodward. Her latest book, she's written several, is called Wellness Witchery, a magical approach to nourishing the body, mind, and spirit. In this episode, we talk about being present, adding small meditations, little bits of magic, and how your thoughts and energy become a part of the formula. We all have what we need around us, getting outside, and crafting your way to a higher quality of life by integrating a magical mindset. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, center, and set an intention for magic in our lives. So wherever you are, if you can, close the eyes. Take a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, just call all your energy into you, call it in. Taking another deep inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, call in your spirit. Feel the spiritual body coming right in alignment right on top of the physical, emotional, mental bodies, centering. Taking another deep inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, dropping right into the deepest part of your heart, right here, that connection that you have deep in your heart with your spirit and the greater spirit. This is where we create magic. Pause right here. Know that you are loved, guided, protected. Feeling all this energy coming in around you as we call in. The magic, the masters, the teachers, the angels, the crystal beings. Calling in your higher self to be present with this energy. Taking a moment and noticing where you are on this great wheel of life. Where I am, we find ourselves in the late part of winter, starting to awaken, starting to open up to those deep dreams, bringing them forward. We honor the directions to the north, the east, the south, and the west, above you, below you, right into that deepest part right here, bringing in the magic of your spirit, co-creating your path, your awakening. Feel it, see it, hear it, know it. And set these intentions how you want to feel with this magic coming in all around you. Let it radiate out from your heart. Taking another deep inhale and exhale. Sending that breath all the way down the body through the first chakra deep into the earth grounding taking one more deep inhale and exhale feel the heart opening feel the power and the magic of your third eye shining and as you're ready 
blinking the eyes open, coming back. My guest today, Laurel Woodward, is a writer, gardener, and cook, living a magical life in the Pacific Northwest. She has been following a solitary, nature-centric practice for more than 20 years. She is the author of Kitchen Witchery, Backyard Garden Witchery, and Wellness Witchery, which we will talk about today. She has written for magazines and e-zines on the subjects of healthy living, organic gardening, sustainable living, and the magic of tapping into creative energy. So let us welcome Laurel to the show. Welcome, Laurel. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So it's so exciting to see this new book coming forward for you. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I do like to ask as we go to start, like you've written about the kitchen, you've written about the garden, so it does kind of make sense. But what led you to write this book about wellness witchery? Well, I was writing a book on energy and it just it just wasn't coming together. And I did a Yule Food panel with uh, Llewellyn. And one of the listeners asked me if COVID had changed my magic, had changed anything. It got me thinking. And I realized that not only had it changed pretty much all my work, it had changed the what I was using. I had gone to the plants in my environment and was I was using the adaptogens and the nervines to make formulas. And they had become the main ingredient in, in my, most of my recipes. And instead of doing big, bold rituals, I was looking for comfort and solace and trying to elevate my outlook and balance my emotions. And the minute that I started thinking about that, I started writing these plant profiles. I love that. You know, sometimes we do, we think we got to make it big and bold to make it work. And, you know, but really, I love that because sometimes it is the simplest. It is that quiet, that solitude, that simplest that can have the most profound effects. So I do love that. I think that's awesome. Thank you. I started doing a lot of bath magic and um, meditation and just uh, morning rituals to kind of set my intention and focus on what I wanted to do in the day just to kind of uh, drive out the the fear and sadness that was kind of, you know, all the bad news that we were being bombarded with about everything during that time. Plus, we, we were shut down. We were locked in and all of our social interactions had fallen away. And yeah. So anyway, that's where that came from. Yeah. And you know what? I mean... I still am finding and bringing in, you know, right now, humanity, there is still a lot of loneliness, there's still a lot of isolation, and people aren't quite sure how to integrate back in. And you think, you know, we think like, oh, no, we're all back running around, but we're really not. Now we have these choices on Zoom, in person, virtual. And there still is a feeling of being lonely in life right now. And so I think all of this is very helpful to help us find ways to really build the confidence to come back to ourselves, to find that spark within us that magic can offer. So I love this. Perfect timing, I think. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So in this book, you give us like 
a magical approach. And you do talk about energy and and how you can put it all together and how these rituals are. And I mean, you even give us like the history of some of the oils and ways to blend. You know, what would you say for where we are right now? We're at the end of at the end, right? That depth of winter where we're starting to wake into the spring. Mm-hmm. What are some suggestions you would offer, just maybe even off the top of your head, for where we are right now? Uh, well, personally, what I have done, um, when February started, I shed my winter diet and started eating salads again and fresh foods and got zero sugar. Kicked out all the sugar because, you know, I gained like 10 pounds over the holidays and I mean, that's natural. It's normal. I mean, we're doing the whole sleeping, hibernating, drawing in our energy for the winter. But now it's time to get back into it. It The sun is coming back. Um, soon it'll be time to start our gardens and get outside. And, you know, I, I so number, you know, I'm a kitchen witch, so I do a lot with diet. And um, that was the first thing I did, um, I also like to incorporate invigorating scents that um, help to enliven um, my energy, like grapefruit and sweet orange. So I'd, I'd gone from the holiday cinnamons and nutmegs and stuff and shifted into more vital essences. But, you know, we all respond differently to things. Um, my daughter and I love lavender. My son thinks it's vile. So... <laughs> Now you have to decide what you like and work with what you like and and figure out how you react to things and incorporate those. Yeah, I agree. And it is funny that you mentioned the orange and the grapefruits. I I found myself last week, I go to a couple of different stores for this and that and everything. And then when I came home, I was had four bags of different kind of oranges, like the, the tangerines, <laughs> the the navel and the man. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't really even realize. But it is fun to taste all the different oranges and use them in all so many ways. I love them in my teas. And yeah, yeah. and I do agree. You do have to find what resonates. And, you know, yeah, many people do say that about lavender, but everybody's got something that they're going to resonate with. Mm-hmm. And finding ways to add this in. And then what's the ritual part? How does that come in? Well, uh, intention first. Um, decide what you want to do. Put your focus into it. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that our thoughts and our energy become part of whatever we're creating when we apply them. Um I like little rituals. Uh, I like to get up and charm my mug in the morning, you know, when I'm making my tea. Um, I like to add, if I'm taking a bath, I like to turn it into a magical bath with scents and and um, oils and salts and candles. Um, uh, there's all kinds of ways to add magic, but the, the, the first one is being present and... Um, yeah, being present and applying an intention, but but being present. So many yeah. things we do are, you know, just a we're just doing them and our minds are off elsewhere. So we might even accomplish a task and not even notice that we've done it. I agree. And I'm one that does rush. And it is it has been a big lesson for me for a while now, for a while, to slow down. And to really be present, right? And I agree. And I think that intention. So even, you know, you even get the book out, read the book, or just being present and just remembering maybe what you read in the book, but being present is really key because it is easy. Get all your rose quartz, get your salts, get your bath, throw it all in, throw it all in, get in the bath. Next thing you know, you're out and like, oh, what'd I do? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> math. I mean, we know that, but right. Yeah. Like, where is the magic in that? And I, you, you're part of the formula. I think that that's really important. Like we're the ones creating it. And so taking yeah. that time, even if it's just a couple of minutes, focused intention for a couple of minutes is very powerful. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Your thoughts and your energy become a part of that formula. So yeah. It is. And and I like the idea again of just like the simple magic, like, and that helps us keep it very present because I think sometimes we can get into how does it look, you know, like, do I have everything perfect? Right. And then we forget that whole part of ritual. And I think that's part of, you know, searching out there for all the shiny objects without realizing like right here, we have what we need right in our yards. We have yeah. what our needs yeah. are. Right. And, you know, and now sourcing that material with what you have and then applying it to some knowledge, Right. And that you're offering us in the book. I think that's the wonderful way to really <laughs> come through this last part. I mean, every season has its challenges. Right. But this is known to be one of the more difficult seasonal transitions. Yeah. Right. Because we're deep. We're within. Yeah. A, a lot of people deal with depression right now during this time. But the light yeah. is coming back. I mean, already we've gained a, an hour or an hour and a half of daylight. You know, the birds are chirping. It's it's a. Uh, I spend a lot of time outside, so it feels like a big change to me. I looked out the other day and it was like green. We've had a lot of rain. There's so much green and that just feels magical already. Some of it's like this mossy green that feels good. And there were so many birds. There was chipmunks the other day and squirrels right around. It is a magical time. I agree. And sometimes we just have to get over that little hump that is pulling us down. Right. And, and yeah, winter is deep and the messages we bring in and then that awakening that sometimes we can, we can kind of wake up with a little fear of change and not quite know what that is. Mm -hmm. But then, like yeah. I say, like get outside, bring some magic in and remember, like we're the creators of our life. And spring is spring is the time to start planning those seeds and manifest. We bring those dreams forward for sure. Yeah. So how do you think this work that you're doing here? I mean, I know witch is such an empowered woman. That's how I see it. But how does it relate to spirituality? Well, I'm an animist. It is my spirituality. To me, I talk to my house. I have a lot of animals. I have four dogs and three cats and two cows and sheep and goats and chickens. And uh, they're my friends. I talk to them and, you know, do, work with them every day. You know, your book offers the tools to awaken that mystical part, which is spirituality. I see it. Right. It just kind of breaks through everything and brings us back into ourself to be present. Yeah. You know, there are lots of things that this season brings up and there's lots of ways in which your book is helping us. And I do like that you actually do talk about, you know, the anxiety and the stress and how that you can find these things in your own environment to help you move through. You know, let's talk a little bit about that. What do you feel can help us with that? Uh, well, I'm a big one with using what you have what you have available. And uh, if it, I also like to garden. Um, if you don't have it, plant it, get to know it, grow it. Um, I use a lot of lemon balm, chamomile and lavender. They grow like weeds here. And so I always have a great supply. They taste great, so they're easy to use. Chamomile is a gentle sedative, but lemon balm and lavender are nervines that uh, calm your, they support your nervous system and offer um, to calm anxiety, reduce headaches, um, it elevate your outlook. So I guess what I'm saying is meet a plant ally, get to know it, um, see how you react to it, experiment with it, use it. And, um, it's plants are a big part of 
of my spirituality, um, of my everyday um, schedule, I guess you'd call it. Because I, I spend a lot of time puttering around outside, growing things and tending to flowers and vegetables. And we just planted an orchard, which I'm excited about. Very nice. Yeah. And you know, in that chapter on, on um, the anxiety and stress, I love that you say you offer a simple syrup for a bright outlook. Mm-hmm. I mean, how awesome is that? It just like already the name of it like takes you into like, yeah, that's exactly what I need. I need that bright outlook. And so it goes back to, again, being present with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I do love lemon balm. It has been one I've grown easily. Lavender, I will say, and I think this is something that I am ready to address a little more in my own backyard right now. I've had hard time growing things. And I usually have not. Now, part of it's getting used to my my backyard and there's a lot of water that runs through some areas and it starts off really sunny and then all the leaves, a huge oak tree back there. And so by the time it starts to grow, you know, that time of year, like all the shade is there. So I am learning, you know, what grows, but I think it goes back again to me too, like patience, you know, slowing down and noticing, get to know the plants, like you're saying, because I've had to move a lot around and still trying to find those positions. I'm also a rock person, so I have a lot of rocks. I, I am too. I love rocks. Um, I love yeah. about walking and just collect things. And most of the time it's rocks or shell or yeah. stick or... <laughs> and then we enliven the divas that live around us, which enliven the whole neighborhood, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so many people are looking for uh consciousness outside of our universe but i think i think that the universe gifted us all of us with consciousness all of us the trees the leaves the grass the the birds each of us have a little bit of consciousness and um the the divas are all around us and when we plug in we become part of the our own web of power the web that's part that's our local web of power you know, that's all around us. Yeah, I agree. I noticed about myself, like sometimes when I'm in my house, and because I do work out of my house as, you know, energy healer and teacher, and sometimes I take my house and my sacred space a little too serious, you know, but then I go outside and it's a sacred space out there, but I seem to have more amusement out there. And so it's noticing to like, okay, maybe in my house, I need to bring some of that amusement in. But I, I, I do, I talk to the trees, I talk to the plants, I have a little corner that I offer you know, little like bee pollen and stuff to the little divas that live there. And oh, I have yeah, little corners, yeah. fairy gardens and stuff, but it makes it more empowering and it makes us be able to be outside and to remember yeah. how much, like you said, like the universe will teach us, the elements offer us what we need to know. Yes. And our yeah. part is just to be present and show up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And nature's a great healer. If you, if you just get outside and experience it, just do it. Just experience it, it will help you find hope again. I agree. And you know, the work that you do, which is a big interpretation, right? And so you don't have to call yourself a witch. But I think as women, we all have that in an archetype somewhere in our own lineage, and maybe even your own history, your background, you have seen that in your own Mm -hmm. lives before. I do a lot of past life work. And I see this a lot, that that witch energy is there. But nevertheless, it doesn't really matter. Just being empowered for who you are is really the point of your work and what you're doing. So anybody can use this work. Wouldn't you agree? I, I do. I would agree. Yeah, for sure. So you have a few other books we kind of hinted at, but tell us a little bit. I guess the first one was The Kitchen Witchery, all about the kitchen. Yes, and about uh, everyday ingredients as magical tools. We all eat, and our body needs nutrient-rich foods. 
if we learn how to feed it and fuel it with what we need, it's very healing and very empowering. And and like uh, anything, if you apply intention and align your ingredients, you're doing a conscious creation and you can create a spell with it. E- each ingredient does have its own magical properties. And then the way we put it together and even creating that environment in the kitchen. I mean, in many homes and many families, the kitchen is the seat of it, right? Yes. You know, and not being too busy to be in the kitchen, not being too busy to make a mess that you're going to clean up, right? But really enjoying getting your hands in it and tasting it and bringing it forward, I think is really important. And it does contribute to our health and our well-being, how we show up, our fitness. I think all that's really important versus fast food, get in there, hurry up, no intention with the intention being, I got to get it cooked. I've been there. I know it happens, but... You know, it's like when you go to create those magical cookies and it doesn't have to be in cookies, (laughs) but it's that same idea. You know, it's like the magic that a cookie is going to bring, the magic that your food is going to bring. And I agree. In February, too, I started like, okay, holidays are over, right? Pull back, right? You know, get back into a better eating pattern because some of it becomes emotional eating this time of year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Or out of boredom. Out of boredom, out of isolation, loneliness, all those feelings. And then, like you said, too, sugar, we love it. But yeah, it's it's an addiction. And then it can just drops of energy. So we do have to be careful. But the beautiful thing is there's so many things that we can substitute in its place and so many ways to, you know, make things taste good. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely some ideas there. And then your backyard garden, as we talked about, is just gardening, ways to grow herbs, how to set it up. Yeah. Yeah. How to create your own sacred space outside. How to create your own sacred space outside. That I love. Yes. Yes, I do. I really do. So where would you like me to direct people to find your work? Are you teaching anything right now? Um, I'm doing a panel with Llewellyn on plant magic. But other than that, I don't have anything on the calendar. I, I'm working on a new book. So it's it's taking on a lot of time. But That's okay. What's your new book coming up? Care and Feeding of Household Energies. Nice. I love that. Yeah, that's so important too. So where can we find your work? Well, uh, Llewellyn has them. Amazon has it. But um, you can find me at liminallandscapes.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram that you can find me through liminallandscapes.com or laurelwoodward.com. It has all the links there too. All right. And I'll be sure to put that in there. Yeah. So as we go to close, I do like to come back and ask, how do you feel that the work you're doing can help to empower the spirit right now? I think everyone's losing their magic by not being present. If you can get one thing out of this book, it's small meditations to help you become aware of the present moment. That's a huge first step in any magical act is come to center, be present. You're you're able to manifest and work with your with energy when you're present. Otherwise, you're missing your whole life. You are the creator. I agree. Be present. You are the creator of your life and your manifestations. Yeah. So being present, I so agree. We live in a fast world. And you know, the internet, the 5G, all that is not really helping us in terms of being present. So we have to make that choice for us. That's another thing. Turn off your electronics. Get rid of those distractions and just have some time when you are alone with the world so that it can, you can have a conversation with it and you can hear what it has to say to you. I so agree. Definitely. And it can be challenging to do. It can. But it starts little by little. 
just like you said, simple mm-hmm. rituals, little rituals to help empower you in the moments. Yeah, definitely. Well, Laurel, thank you so much. I've enjoyed our conversation. Congratulations <laughs> on your book and the next one to come too. Thank you for joining us. Well, yeah. thank you. To your spirit. You. Namaste. Namaste. Yes, get outside and experience it. It will help you have hope again. We lose our magic by not being present. And as Laurel says, just small meditations can help you become aware of the present moment. This is a huge step in any magical act. You create your own energy. It is a time to be magical as we awaken to the spring and begin to plant the seeds of manifestation. Be magical. Be present. All the links for Laurel will be in the show notes. And if you're local to Birmingham, check out Ritual and Shelter. They do carry her books. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terri Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Are you highly sensitive to the emotions and energies of others? Do you often find yourself absorbing and experiencing the feelings of those around you? If so, you may be an empath. Want to learn more about the energy and aura of an empath? In my next masterclass, we will explore the fascinating world of empaths and delve into the unique aura that surrounds empaths. We'll also explore the benefits of being an empath and how to embrace this gift while maintaining healthy boundaries. The link will be in the show notes.